kind of thing by feeling in the natural, really. Not really. I mean, that's not real. The thing of the in the natural. Sometimes we may sense things in the natural realm, but we're talking about spirit. You know that there's a spirit realm. Right? And God, of course, is a spirit. And he's in the spirit realm. But oh, how he touches the natural realm. And he's the creator of the natural realm. But God made us in his image. And we are spirit beings. You are a spirit being who's here in this body, who came into this building. You walked inside of that body you're in. And you're seated now. And you're with us here. But you are a spirit. When you receive Christ as your Savior, and if you haven't done that yet, just do that now. I, I was just reminded again, we've been meeting people different places that are saying, we're following you, we're watching you, both, and we're hearing of it, people in the local area, some that maybe have never even been in our church, but then also some from other places. Pastor Dean, I think later in announcements, he's going to tell you of a place in Canada where somebody's been a part of our service, part of our teachings. And, uh, but it's in the spirit. He wants us to be conscious of the fact that he now dwells within us if we're believers. He wants us to know that. You could say God inside-minded. That's how he wants us to live. With that thought. Hallelujah. Okay. Lord, we receive that. And Lord, if there's anyone that is watching or in this service here right now that has never received you, will you just confess that you believe in Jesus? You believe God sent him? You believe that he walked on this earth? He was born of the Virgin Mary? That he, he, he died for you? He went to the whipping post for you, the cross for you, to death? for you, to hell for you, and he rose again for you, and by faith he did it for you and for me, and we received total forgiveness of sin, no condemnation. That's right. So anyone that's hearing this or here with us and you're in condemnation this morning, be free. Freedom. Freedom's the word. Be free. Free. You should not be under condemnation. The Bible tells you there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to go get my water and you can talk. I can't find mine either. You can't what? I'll drink it later. <laughs> can't find... Okay. So you want me to start? Matt, could you get a mug of water for Joyce, maybe? Yeah, why don't you okay. just go on. So, greetings. Good to see you all here and there, wherever you are, whenever you watch this. Uh, last Sunday, I shared with you the scripture, Proverbs 1430, and it was from the Amplified Classic, a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body. And I used that scripture when I was dealing with severe lower back pain, muscle spasms, the first week or second week it was of July. And um, after I got home on Sunday, you know, I was putting things away, and all of a sudden it was like the second part you didn't share yet. And it was about the undisturbed mind and heart. I think it was the day after I had that pain from whatever, maybe that vacuum cleaner business I was uh, lifting into the back of the car. But it was so clear. It was like the Holy Spirit said, no condemnation. And I thought, yeah, I don't have condemnation. Or this is a stupid thing. This is a hurting thing. But I don't feel condemned like, oh, dumb Joyce, you did it wrong. Why would you do that? You know, I didn't, even when I was missing those four sale days at Red Umbrella, thank you, it wasn't, it kept coming up. I'd listened to CDs by Keith Moore. I listened to something from Joyce Meyer. My readings, there is no condemnation, Romans 8, 1, to those who are in Christ Jesus. And um, I was thankful for that. Because I was dealing with major pain. I didn't need to deal with condemnation on top of that in my mind and my heart. That would have really complicated things. And so um, from morning to morning, I told you I kept up with my quiet times. I, I kept up feeding myself. And that's what we want to do. When we're feeling good, or we, when we ain't feeling good, we're going to feed our spirit man. So from Romans 8, verse 1, no condemnation, it says, but from my New King James Bible, for those who are in Christ Jesus, but there's more than that, who do not walk or live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Verse 5, there's no condemnation for those who live... Oh, no, verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh have their minds on the things of the flesh. There's a key. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on the things of the Spirit. And so I'm going to look at it um, in the original Greek, no condemnation. It says no verdict, no judging. 
whatever, if there's anything that has been trying to judge you, condemn you, this morning, those worship songs, they were so, such powerful confessions of uh, our freedom from that. The Phillips translation says for Romans 8.1, no condemnation now hangs over the head of those who are in Jesus Christ. For the new spiritual principle of life in Christ lifts me out of the old vicious circle of sin and death. And that's what condemnation can be, an unending circle that's played in your mind and it's connected to your heart. We're free from that. Message Bible, those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying, black cloud. No. Makes me think of your Charlie Brown thing, your flip calendar. Yeah. A, one of those characters kind of has that. Well, Charlie. Charlie. Sometimes okay. well. Sometimes, sometimes well, well anyway. There's a dust cloud, too, with one of them. Okay, dust yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not under that continuous low-lying black cloud. Passion version. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against us who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. I love that. I love it. Let's see once. This is a wonderful little book that my daughter Sarah gave to me for something. Mother's Day, maybe. Ruth Chow Simmons, she's a writer, she's an, a watercolor artist. So each page has her original paintings. This one is of her flowers. This is what she wrote. This is what I read during this time. During those weeks, this was one of the things I read from Romans 8.1. She said, what wonder it is that everything that condemns us has been nailed to the cross and paid for by Christ's blood. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. If he declares us righteous and spoken for, let us not say otherwise. That's, that's powerful. Um, during that time, uh, the first week when I was doing muscle spasms, I was so thankful for uh, Dr. Adam Lucas, I was there twice, um, uh, just wisdom adjustments he gave me. I was thankful for hot heating things. I was thankful for cold packs. I was thankful for natural muscle relaxers. I was thankful for the word of God, the healing scriptures. I was thankful that I could look to Jesus. I was thankful for um, the working of him in my body to free me from that pain. One of those mornings, um, there had been a couple of days when it was, it was some better. I was, instead of just shuffling 
I was taking more like little steps or whatever with that cold pack on. But um, then there was the morning when I woke up and severe muscle spasm back again. And it was just like, oh, I was weary of the pain. And Steve, as he does, I think almost every day, he called Mom Pomp, was talking with her, and she asked to talk to me. She says, Joyce, I've been praying for you. She says, this is what I want to tell you. And I have it in my journal. I wrote it down. She said, God loves you. The price has been paid. Keep praising him when it's hard. And those words that morning became a strength in me. When I would feel that uh, muscle spasm, it was like, I keep praising you. It's hard right now, but I keep praising you. I was so thankful for that. But the simplicity of her saying, God loves you, Joyce. In fact, it was on the sign when we drove up today, the highway sign. The simplicity of that was I could receive that because I wasn't feeling condemned. There was nothing between me and God's love. I, I was clear with him. And that's so much on his heart this morning. He does not want any type of condemnation to be between you and him. It's so simple. He loves you. It's like he's saying, why do you think I wanted you born to live on this earth? It's because I love you. I have a purpose for you. And... Um, I love that. So thank you, Lord. Um, there's one other thing that came through really clear. And um, I'm going to skip to, we don't have the scriptures for that. I'm going to skip that other part. Um, well, 1 John 3, 18 through 24, there's just some phraseology in there that are a key to this. I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but maybe it's up on the screen. Shut down debilitating self-criticism. I mean about anything about yourself. Shut it down. It also says no longer accuse or condemn yourself. Thank you, Lord. And then in conclusion of that chapter, those verses, as we keep his word, we need to keep his word. Steve can't keep his word for me. During that time, I had to choose to keep in the word, just like I did any other day. As we keep his word, we live deeply and surely in him. And he lives in us. I love that. And in conclusion, before Steve shares about the bear, 
um, from Mark 12, 31, Matthew 22, 39. I'm going to sum it up. This is what it says. This is what God's word says. Love God. Love yourself. Love others. We got to love ourselves. That's why there's no room for that condemnation. So thank you, Lord. We free this. And go to into the spirit realm right now, even as the worship um, proclaimed your truth, Lord, of free in you. We, uh, yes, we declare that we, your children, are free from condemnation. We're free <laughs> to know your love, receive your love, love ourselves, and love others. In Jesus' name, amen. It's all yours, honey. Amen. So Joyce kept telling me she wanted me to share about the bear right away well, when we got started. And uh, you it don't just so have happens to. that the Lord gave me a transition right to that just as you were talking. Because, you, well, you were saying that you had to choose. Let me, let me start the message here first. What, what this is really, it's this part two of what I started several weeks ago, and the Lord is my keeper. And uh, a summary of that might be, God promises us in his word, he promises us that he will keep us in the midst of all the evil in the world. He promises in his word. Joyce is bringing you the word this morning, Romans 8, and some other places about no condemnation. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't know that, that you weren't supposed to be condemning yourself, criticizing yourself all the time, or just living under a cloud of kind of, I'm just not good enough, I'm just not right enough, or whatever. Well, that's what the Bible says. There's no condemnation, so we're going to walk in the Spirit. We're going to walk in the Spirit. But you heard that from the Word. But she said that she had to choose to do it, and especially when she was in the pain and stuff, she had to choose to get into the Word. Did you catch that? Um, it didn't just happen, and I couldn't do it for her either. And in a way, we can encourage each other, and we can bring each other the word, but there's something about finally comes down to my getting in the word, your getting in the word. And uh, But she could have just laid around. But she chose to feed on the word and was helping her with her current situation. Well, maybe you have a current situation. Maybe it's one that's not there right now. But you know what? We've been talking about how we're spirit beings. Well, we feed our physical bodies real well, I'm sure. But how about our spirit? Do you feed your spirit? Are you feeding your spirit? Are you choosing to feed your spirit? How do you feed your spirit? Word of God. So this bear last last Sunday, um, 
most of those that were here saw the bear at one time or another. We each took a trip, or most people did, out in the parking lot to get a closer look. Yeah, what's interesting is a couple came for the first time, and the man was the first one that saw the bear running across the parking lot and going up that tree. They went up an oak tree there, and he was eating in the oak tree and uh, acorns. And uh, I saw it through the window at one point, and I was amazed at how high he was, he or she, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was way up there, and it was not a real small bear. Um, I don't know, do we have a picture of that? Did we get that? You can put it up there. Uh, I think Faith took a picture of it. But uh, I didn't see it except through the window until after the service. I thought, it's, I'm sure it's gone by now. Well, I go outside. One of the last ones here, but there was the bear still getting those acorns from in the tree. And uh, so I put my briefcase down and I walk. I park our car usually right over in this area. And I walk about halfway between me or the car and the edge of the parking lot. And, and he was up in the tree. But then I, I turned to look at something else, and before I knew it, I turned back, and here the bear was down the tree. And so he was, I don't know how far, maybe from me to the sound booth or so away. And uh, he, he came down on his hind feet with his front feet up against the tree, standing straight, and then he looked at me. And uh, he was just as tall as me, if not taller. And uh, I'm not a bear, but I figured I'm not going to run, <laughs> you know, because I know they can run fast, right? Anyway, he went down on his fours, and then he looked at me again. <laughs> and then he decided to go to another tree, which was further away, which I was thankful for. And he smelled it. He didn't like that tree. That was a cedar tree. He didn't like it. And then he went up on that, and he looked at me again. <laughs> And uh, then he went down, and then he ran into the woods so fast, you would never outrun that thing. And I could hear the branches cracking in the, in the woods there and so forth. Anyway, then I was thinking, Lord, what is that for us? I mean, here, how often does it happen that almost a whole congregation gets to see a bear up in a tree by the church, by a church house? I know it's never happened here before that I remember during service. Is there some, something you would say to us? And I wasn't getting anything necessarily. I looked up bear, you know, what is a bear and what the meaning of it and all that and so forth. Never got anything. I thought, well, not sure I'll even bring it up. You know, but Joyce kept saying, you got to talk about it. You got to mention it. And, and, uh, and I think it was Maybe yesterday, 
But I was saying again, Lord, is there something there that you want me to share about the bear relating to us? And he says, this is the thought that came. It's not so much that it was a bear, but it's what the bear was doing. It's not the bear, but what the bear was doing. What was the bear doing? The bear chose not to lay in the forest, maybe finding some shade, or maybe if it was like the sun itself, go in the sun this night, nice dark coat and warm itself, or whatever, just laying there. But it chose, it chose to feed, to eat, to find these acorns, these nuggets, you know, an acorn to me doesn't seem like a very big piece of food for a bear, but you keep getting them, and of course, they, this is the time of year when they're really feeding. And uh, why? There's something in a bear that knows. I believe God put that in a bear. He knows. See, God knows bears. He built bears. He made them who they are what they do here in northern Minnesota. Winter, the winter, the hard time is coming. A bear that would just lay around and not eat this time of year, voraciously eat, really, would have real trouble in the winter time. They wouldn't make it. And that's not even with winter here yet. That bear, I, that's, I saw it when I looked out the window here, not when I was standing out there so much. But, because when I looked out here, he was way up there on the top. I mean, way up there, like a squirrel would be. I've even watched squirrels up there, and I think, I mean, the way they go around in the top of an oak tree to get acorns, I think, wow. They must really be confident to be able to go up there and get those acorns from way out on the ends of the trees and so forth. But they're determined too. Same thing with a squirrel. The squirrels, they choose to get this food, prepare it, get it. Some of it's stored to eat later for them. talking with Rob afterwards and I said I can't believe how high he was way up in those branches in fact there was some you'd break off and then he'd eat it you know eat the acorns off and Rob says they know they just know because he's seen it a lot in the woods they just know how far to go and so that's what this bear was doing went to extremes you could say to feed. And that's what the Lord's saying. It's the time to feed on the word. It's not that it wasn't before, but it certainly is now. Maybe you could say even go to extremes to feed on the word. In this hour.
God promises us in his word that he will keep us in the midst of all the evil in this world. The hard times, the hard situations, the things that come in our lives. But you see, we need to keep his word in our hearts. We need to keep his word in our hearts. Um, but we need to feed on his word. And it's not just for today. See, the thing with Joyce is she had fed on the word before this back injury had happened. But then she was extreme, specifically eating the word that would minister to his, her heart. Did I got to reach for something. Okay. But she was doing it in an ex extreme amount. Yeah. And that's when we're dealing with something in our lives. That's what we need to do. We need to seek out. We need to get out of the Word. We need to get the Scripture. And I'm talking, the Lord, I believe, is talking to each one of you this morning of something in your life today, whatever it is. Maybe it's a family thing, a relational thing or something, or maybe it's financial thing in the workplace or the business, or maybe it's you know just the employment thing, or maybe it's housing thing, or maybe it's physical thing in your body, disease or pain like Joyce was experiencing, or maybe it's a mental thing, or maybe it's a fear thing. See, that's what the enemy would have... Well, I'm not going to get into that right now. So but. when he was talking about extreme feeding, I just stuck in. These are all books that I read during that time. And I'm not really a book reader type thing. Like when we have a vacation, he's more likely the type that would read some books. Time for a spiritual checkup, Gloria Copeland. Tell you, that got to the nitty-gritty because it was questions. You had to ask personal questions. Kenneth E. Hagan, Authority of the Believer. Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking. And these are short little books. We've read them before. They were in Steve's library at home. I loved it. That, And I know the Holy Spirit put that in my mind because they got short chapters. I like short chapters. So I'd read one chapter at a sitting. Casting Your Cares on the Lord, Kenneth E. Hagan. Kenneth E. Hagan, Praying to Get Results. Kenneth E. Hagan, Some Things You Should Know About Divine Healing. Same author, Greater Glory. Then his son, The Life of Obedience. Kenneth Hagan Jr., How to Make Your Dreams Come True. You probably can see there's little uh, sticky notes all through them. What I did was when something was just a nugget, I would note it, and then when we would go during our vacation, a we nut? would... Did you say nut? Nugget. A nut? Well, nug a nugget. 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 Like a little acorn. Yeah, that's... 
So on our, when we were, I was thankful that we went on little day trips and different things, and I was able to carefully get in and out of the car, but I would go to those places I marked, and then I would read them to him. I was sharing my nuggets with him. But um, that, that thought came to me when he said extreme feeding. He knows you. He knows the best way for you to feed. I know some of you, you listen to teaching CDs. You're on the mower. You're driving to work. Uh, you're working around the yard. D just different things. You have your ways of feeding yourself. Boy, does mom pomp know how to have a continuous feeding. Um, she's always been a woman of the word, but during these months as she's been dealing with health issues, she feeds herself, right, Judy, who's been helping her so faithfully? She feeds herself, and invariably, if you talk to her, she starts feeding you the word. I like that. Amen. So that's what we want to do. We don't want to be, we want to take encouragement from the bear. You know, we want to not be laying around when we should be feeding. You know, we don't have a, at least I don't, I, have a hard time at all doing that physically. I'm very ready when it's time to eat supper or, or breakfast, you know. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, even if something distracts me, I'll still get right back to eating if, uh, but you know, that's, that's the thing, there can be a, a conspiracy of distractions for the word. A conspiracy of distractions. David Wilkerson, I know, used that terminology once. I remember it from him. A conspiracy of who, from who? A scheme from who? In Ephesians 6, we read about the devil's schemes. And this is the truth, that for every one of us, he would try to have a scheme, a schemata, a plan, keep you out of the word of God. And a lot of times it's just a bunch of little things. Just a bunch of little things. Oh, I got to do this first. I got to do that. Or we don't really have a set time or we, we, we don't have a pattern. Anybody deal with that? Well, we need to be at least as smart as the bear, I guess. And maybe sometimes we need to do extreme things. I remember Jerry Savelle, some of you have heard of him, maybe he ministers with Kenneth Culpin quite a bit. And he was talking about when he first was developing a pattern for getting in the Word and having a devotion time. And this isn't even talking about well, like for minister or people that are preach a lot or teach a lot or something, time for 
preparing sermons or something or whatever, but this is for our own selves. But he said he had such a hard time that every time he would get up and he was getting up early to read the word, he would fall asleep. He would just fall asleep when he was reading the Bible. He'd just fall asleep. And so he, he went to an extreme. And so what he did was he got on the side of his tub in his bathroom, you know, the part you step over into, you know, the, the wall of it or whatever it's called. And he would stand on there and he would read the Bible from there. And he said, believe, he said, believe me, I didn't fall asleep when I was standing on the edge of the, the tub. Maybe some of us need to go to extreme light. You know, just the, the thing of getting the word in us. It is spiritual food. We need he was, to attend He was to the training word. himself because he knew his weakness so he didn't continue to do it that way. You know, as yeah. time passed, once he, okay, new habit, whatever. Another thing is with feeding on the word, in the day and age that we live, the worship music is filled with the word of God. It's just saturated with the word. And so we're so privileged to have um, that available for us to do. That's something else I did. And it was because of our son, Andy, way at the beginning, he said, uh, Mom, you got to go um, uh, YouTube Tribal, I think it is, the song Promises. I love that. I, so I, I would just play that on our big screen TV type thing, you know, that worship, that live worship there and then it would go to the next worship set from someone else um is that the one great is thy faithfulness yes 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 so um, thank you lord for worship projectness there could uh lucas could you put it to proverbs 4 it's way down further in the proverbs 4 21 through 23 we'll get there in a moment but this this thing of keeping, you know, I'm, we're just flowing with where, where the Holy Spirit is wanting us here, wanting us to this morning. It's not what I had in my notes. Joyce got her notes pretty much, I believe. But, but this is what he wants this morning. This is what he wants. And I guess Joyce was right. That did mainly center around that illustration of the bear last week. We won't forget that bear. As long as we live, we won't forget the Sunday there was a bear out here. I met somebody that wasn't even here yesterday. I mean, I, was, I met him yesterday, and he wasn't here a week ago. But he had watched on TV someone from the local area here. Good morning to you that, that's watching. And uh, they, what was I going to say? They were asking you about so they were asking about the bear because they would you know, seen it on there. So it's the bear. What does the bear do? He eats. He feeds. 
And what do we do? We eat and we feed on the Word because that's one of the most important things with our spirit person to make it strong for these days that we're in. With the COVID, with everything else that's going on, and you and I need to be strong in prayer in this day. We need to be praying strong. Your spirit isn't going to be in the place it needs to be to pray fervently and effectually unless you are in the Word of God and feeding on it. Your life, your family's life, your business, your employ, your home, Everything you do, school, politics, the elections, is hinging on the body of Christ praying and voting. It goes back to being strong in the Word, developing our spirit man. Being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I believe it was just a few days ago. I was before the Lord in a quiet time, and and it was like, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. His thoughts toward you are more than the sand of the sea, the Bible says. That's the nugget you get from the Bible. He's thinking about you all the time. And his thoughts are there toward you if we'll listen. We need to get our, our ears open. That's what it was, wasn't it, Lord? Yes. While we were sitting there doing worship, here I see this ear. It was a left ear. Maybe someone needs healing in their left ear. I don't know. But now I'm seeing also it, it means we need to have ears to hear. How do you get ears to hear? Another way for that is in the Word. Be in the Word. Get in the Word. That's how we hear. That's how revelation comes. That's how our spirit is strengthened. That's how we become strong. That's how we're able to meet the situations in life. We all have situations in life, don't we? Oh, they come. But when we're strong in spirit... We can stand in the midst of adversity, the winters of life. The winters of life. We can actually do well through them. And we can be at peace. Maybe there's no other creature that's any more at peace than a bear is in the winter. I don't know. They're sleeping, aren't they? <laughs> Most of the time, or hibernating, sleeping. Yeah. I mean, they're peaceful, I guess. Again, I'm no bear expert. We could ask Rob. He'd probably know more. <laughs> But you see, that's another fruit of being in the Word. We're at peace. We know that the Lord is keeping us, and we're at peace no matter what happens, especially when things happen in our lives that we don't think are right, that we think they're wrong, and we can even get angry at God for them. We can blame God. Wasn't that one of the ones you read too? Or did I read that? 
There's another little booklet by Kenneth Hagin. That's a small one like this. It's Don't Blame God. We need to feed ourselves on, on the things of the Lord, having our spirit grow, because you know what? It's not just for you. You kids that are going back to school, it's not just for you. There's lots of students there that you're going to be around anew and afresh now. They need help. They need help. And teachers and bus drivers, the whole works. Sometimes those that act the most bullyish or braggadocious or prideful are the ones that need the help the very most, too, by the way. Students. It was good at the youth event a week ago. We got to pray over the students as they're getting ready to the heist that was junior and senior high as they're getting ready to go back to school. You're in a mission field there in the school. It's a mission field for you. Hallelujah. Darlene, we pray for you. We lift you up for healing Darlene Colson in the hospital there. Your family, your church family is with you. We stand strong with you. We know you want to be here with us. We pray for you today. And we know that you're on a mission right there where you are. Until you leave this earth, until that time, the Lord knows that time, until you leave, you're on a mission here. For those nurses, doctors, wherever you are, you're on a mission. But we're with you in spirit. Let's join our hearts together right now in prayer. Lord, we lift up these things we've been talking about in prayer. And we ask that we that are here and those that are watching or listening would have your divine revelation on what has been said. Because we know when that happens, we aren't just hearers of the word, but we're doers. We know if we would be just a hearer of the word, it's like someone looking in a mirror and then they turn away, they see it there, they see who they are, Like we do, we see who we are when we look into your word and we see what we are and what we should do. But like the man or woman that looks in the mirror and turns away and forgets what he saw or she saw, it does no good. In fact, we deceive ourselves Because we then aren't walking in the truth. Lord, we pray that we may walk in the truth that we have received this morning, that we would be hearers and doers of your word. But also we take this opportunity in this time to stand against fear that anyone would be having because of the pandemic and particularly 
things that are spoken, words of fear that would be spoken. We stand against that. We draw the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ around every family that's here and all those that are watching or listening. And Lord, those that haven't been quickened to watch or listen, if they aren't here, we pray that they would be quickened or that we would even encourage them to if they haven't. That we don't get out of communion with you or with one another out of fellowship in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We also pray about these, pre these presidential elections coming up, but we know it goes all the way down to county commissioners and such. Lord, we pray about this as your people. Amen? Amen? We stand together in prayer, believing for righteousness to be exalted. We pray for this, that people of right character, and yes, even those that, that believe in you, Lord, we pray that they may raise forth in the polls and that they might come to the place they are elected as our representatives, people that represent us, all the way up to the President of the United States. And we do pray for protection for our President and our Vice President and for their families and others in government, Lord. We pray for protection. In Jesus' name. Even as it touches our state, Lord, and some of the things that have happened. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. I'm just going to share something because of the last thing you said. We were, Steve was officiating a graveside um, ceremony for Steve Furtick at. Um, no, not Steve Furtick, Steve Utley. Utley. Steve Utley. Elma Utley's son, Yvonne Simmons' brother. Yesterday we were doing this. The funeral had been here many months ago, but this was the graveside. Um, and there was the full color guard. Was there seven of them there? And seven then, of them and the two that... Two National Guard play. younger men. They were, they were from not local. I mean, they had traveled to get there. But the younger, the two National Guard men, we had gone to each of them. We were thanking them for their service in the past and present. And um, the two National Guard men talked to us about how they'd been in one week of, what was that word they used? Um, doing what they do, all their, their drills. drills. And at the very end of that, they had everything packed up, ready to 
leave that camp for that week at 3 a.m. They got the alert from uh, the National Guard needed in the cities. They said because they were all there ready, they got there 24 hours earlier than if they had all been dispatched in their homes. That's a God thing. But the younger one who had just returned from there said this time, yes, the governor acted quickly, but he said this time the truth was broadcast immediately when the truth was shown. And he said the word truth, and I just could feel it's like, God's truth is marching on. It, it was an indicator there. It just, it made all the difference to have the truth be revealed. And that's, when you were saying that, that's what we declare concerning locals, locals, counties, um, uh, yeah, our, our districts, our areas, our state, our state, the state of the state of Minnesota, we declare that the truth of God, the righteousness of God, prevails in this place, these communities, and all the counties and cities and towns of this state of Minnesota in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, the truth, and we know it says in John 17, 17, sanctify them or set them apart. Jesus' prayer, he prayed this for us. Father, sanctify them, set them apart from the evil you just mentioned. Well, let's go to 15. We'll close with this. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep. Is that word keep? In. Keep them from the evil one, and some translations say from evil. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, set them apart from the world, from the evil, by your truth. Your word, which has been the theme of the morning here, thy word is truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, we'll dismiss, but we'll, we're not dismissing from the Holy Spirit. He's staying with us. That's He's right. going to be with you as you go. Oh, almost forgot announcements. Pastor Dean has something to share this morning before we go to. Don't have a lot of announcements. Pastor Dean probably has the long, main, main one. You have a, okay. Go ahead, Dean. Why don't you give him that other one? That one's not working. (laughs) So this week I had a uh, communication from friends in Canada. They said they've hooked up watching on Sunday morning, 
online and they were just so happy and pleased to connect with us. And so we just want to give a shout out to Ed and Heather. So let's just say greetings. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yes. And I also want to mention that on the 16th, planning to start our School of Ministry study again, and we'll be using Zoom technology, so any platform you have, you can hook up with that. <clears throat> and also, hopefully we'll be able to do a live classroom setting as well and combine the two. And so, you know, if you have a hard time getting here on Wednesday evening, we can hook up and uh, grow together. We're going to be talking about uh, dynamic principles for life and ministry and what we do and how we minister. It's not like a mask we put on when we minister. It comes out of the abundance of our heart. And so as we are growing in the Lord, our ministry will flow out of that overflow. And so that's exciting. Be looking at First John and going through that and just studying the Word of God together. So I encourage you to join with us and interactive Zoom, you can talk back and forth. And so I'm hoping this will be an interactive type study. Amen. Amen. That's good. And also this Wednesday, we'll be having another touch point at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, Joyce and I and Pastor Dean will also be there. We're going to continue talking about being led by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit. It kind of flows off of part, some parts of what we talked about today. Um, so that's Wednesday at, at 10 a.m. Um, to hear archived audio, you can go to um, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash 10 church. And then also, here's the Forge Ministry School is starting up on September 10. And that's at 7 o'clock. That also will be an online, I believe, Zoom, probably. Uh, it will be starting at that time. You are invited to participate in that. It's a live stream online ministry school. And the first six weeks of the course, it will be an Old Testament survey taught by Pastor Larry Dorman. And there will be, I think, a break then, and there will be other sections to it later on in the year, if actually next winter, Pastor Dean is going to be having some sessions as well on the gifts of the Spirit and on prayer. So that's coming up. For our tithes and offerings, we have our boxes in the back wall of our sanctuary that we place our tithes and offerings. For mailing, you can mail to Tin Strike Community Church, Box 67, Tin Strike, Minnesota. And... Uh, Someone would ask, what do I make a check out to? I'll be TCC or Tin Strike Community Church. And then um, you can also give online, tinstrikechurch.com. And Lord, we do pray over all the tithes and offerings as well. We pray for abundant supply. And we know that's not just for us. It's for others that we can be givers again, that we can be giving to others because we know that's what love does. So we thank you for all this. 
Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, we'll be up here to pray with you. If you would like prayer, come forward. Otherwise, we'll have the ushers uh, dismiss us from the back to the front here. So, God bless you all. Yes. Blessings. Yes.